section six of the rover volume one number twenty three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the rover volume one number twenty three edited by seba smith and lawrence labrie section six friendship of a panther or a soldier in the desert we know not the author of the following beautiful tale which we are sure no one can read without intense interest it has been in our possession in newspaper form something more than a dozen years but bearing no indication of its origin poor mignon she cannot but enlist the sympathies of every reader during the enterprising expedition into upper egypt by general de say a provincial soldier fell into the power of a tribe of arabs called mograbin and was by them carried into the desert beyond the cataract of the nile in order to place a safe distance between themselves and the french army the mograbin made a forced march and did not stop till night closed in they encamped around a fountain surrounded by palm trees not supposing their prisoner would attempt to escape they contented themselves with merely binding his hands and after having fed their horses and made their supper upon dates they all of them slept soundly as soon as the french prisoner was convinced of this fact he began to gnaw the cords that bound him and soon regained the liberty of his hands he seized a carbine and took the precaution to provide himself with some dry dates and a little bag of grain and armed with a scimitar started off in the direction of the french army in his eagerness to arrive at a place of safety he urged the already wearied horse until the generous animal fell down dead and left his rider alone in the midst of the desert for a long time the frenchman walked on with the perseverance of a runaway slave but he was at last obliged to stop the day was finished notwithstanding the beauty and freshness of oriental nights he did not feel strength enough to pursue his journey having reached a little cluster of palms which had gladdened his heart from a distance he laid his head upon a stone and slept without taking any precaution for his defence he was awakened by the pitiless rays of the sun which fell upon him with intolerable fervour for in his weariness he had reposed on the side opposite to the morning shadows of the majestic palms the prospect around filled him with despair in every direction nothing met his eye but a wide ocean of sand sparkling and glancing like a dagger in the sunshine the pure brilliancy of the sky left the imagination nothing to desire not a cloud obscured its splendour not a zephyr moved the surface of the desert the earth and the heavens seemed on fire they met at the horizon in a line of light as fine and glittering as the edge of a sword there was a wild and awful majesty in the universal stillness god in all his infinity seemed present to the soul the desolate wanderer thought of the fountains and roses of his own native province and wept aloud he clasped the palm as if it had been a living friend he shouted to relieve the forgetfulness of utter solitude the wide wilderness sent back a sharp sound from the distance but no echo was awakened the echo was in his heart with melancholy steps he walked around the eminence on which the palm-trees grew to his great joy he discovered on the opposite side a sort of natural grotto formed by a pile of granite hope was awakened in his breast 
the palms would furnish him with dates for food and human beings might come that way before they were exhausted perhaps another party of margarabin whose wandering life began to have some charms for his imagination or he might hear the noise of approaching cannon for bonaparte was then passing over egypt the frenchman experienced a sudden transition from the deepest despair to the wildest joy he occupied himself during the day with cutting down some of the palm-trees to defend the mouth of the grotto against wild beasts which would probably come in the night-time to drink at the rivulet flowing at the foot of the palms notwithstanding the eagerness produced by fear of being devoured in his sleep he could not finish his fortifications during that day toward evening the mighty tree he had been cutting fell to the ground with a crash that resounded through the desert as if solitude had uttered a deep groan the soldier trembled as if there had been a supernatural voice in the air but like an heir who soon ceases to mourn over a rich parent he immediately began to strip off the broad and beautiful leaves to form his couch for the night fatigued by his exertions and the extreme warmth of climate he soon fell into a profound slumber in the middle of the night his sleep was suddenly disturbed by an extraordinary noise he raised himself and listened and amid the deep silence he distantly heard the loud breathing of some powerful animal the sound fell upon his heart like ice the hair started upon his head and he strained his eyes to the utmost to perceive the object of his terror he caught the glimpse of two faint yellow lights at a distance from him he thought it might be an optical delusion produced by his own earnest gaze but as the rays of the moon entered the chinks of the cave he distinctly saw an enormous animal laying about two feet from him there was not sufficient light to distinguish what species of animal it was it might be a lion a tiger or a crocodile but the strong odour that filled the cave left no doubt of the presence of some large and terrible creature when the moon rose so as to shine directly upon the opening in the grotto its beam lighted up the beautiful spotted hide of a huge panther this lion of egypt slept with her head upon her paws with the comfortable dignity of a great house-dog her eyes which had opened from time to time were now closed her face was turned toward the frenchman a thousand confused thoughts passed through the soldier's bosom his first idea was to shoot his enemy through the head but he saw that there was not room enough for that the ball would inevitably have passed her he dared not make the slightest movement lest he should awake her nothing broke the deep silence but the breath of the panther and the beating of her heart twice he put his hand upon his scimitar but the difficulty of penetrating her hard rough skin made him relinquish his project to attempt her destruction and fail in the attempt would be certain death at all events he resolved to wait for daylight day came at last and showed the jaws of the sleeping panther covered with blood she has eaten lately said the frenchman to himself she will not awake in hunger she was in truth a beautiful monster the fur on her throat and legs was a dazzling whiteness a circle of little dark spots like velvet formed pretty bracelets around her paws her large muscular tail was beautifully white terminated by black rings and the soft smooth fur on her body was of a glowing yellow like unwrought gold richly shaded with dark brown spots in the form of roses this powerful but tranquil hostess reposed in as graceful an attitude as a puss leaping on a footstool her head rested on nervous outstretched paws from which her long white smellers spread out like silver threads had she been in a cage the frenchman would certainly have admired the perfect symmetry of her dark form and the rich contrast of colours that gave such an imperial brilliancy to her robe but alone and in her power it was a very different thing 
at the mouth of the cannon he had felt his courage rise with increasing danger but it was sinking now the cold sweat poured from his forehead as he watched the sleeping panther considering himself a dead man he waited his fate as courageously as he could when the sun rose the panther suddenly opened her eyes stretched out her paws and gaped showing a frightful row of teeth and a great tongue as hard and as rough as a file she then shook herself and began to wash her bloody paws passing them from time to time over her ears like a kitten very well done thought the soldier who felt his gaiety and courage returning she does her toilet very handsomely he seized a little dagger which he had taken from one of the arabs come let us wish each other good morning thought he at this moment the panther turned her head toward him suddenly and fixed a surprised and earnest gaze upon him the fixedness of her bright metallic eyes and their almost insupportable brilliancy made the soldier tremble especially when the mighty beast moved toward him with great boldness and presence of mind he looked her directly in the eye having often heard that great power may be obtained over animals in that manner when she came up to him he gently scratched her head and smoothed her fur her eyes gradually softened she began to wag her tail and at last she purred like a petted cat but so deep and strong were her notes of joy that they resounded through the cave like the rolling of a church organ the frenchman redoubled his caresses and when he thought her ferocity was sufficiently tamed he attempted to leave the grotto the panther made no opposition to his going out but she soon came bounding after him lifting up her back and rubbing against his legs like an affectionate kitten she requires a great deal of attention said the frenchman smiling he tried to feel her ears and throat and perceiving she was pleased with it he began to tickle the back of her head with the point of his dagger hoping to find a favourable opportunity to stab her but the hardness of the bones made him tremble lest he should not succeed the beautiful sultana of the desert seemed to tempt the courage of her prisoner by raising her head stretching out her neck and rubbing against him the soldier suddenly thought that to kill her with one blow he must strike her in the throat he raised his blade for that purpose but at that moment she crouched down gently at his feet looking up in his face with a strange mixture of affectionate and native fierceness the poor frenchman leaned against the tree eating some dates and casting his eye anxiously round the desert to see if no one was coming to free him from his terrible companion whose strange friendship was so little to be trusted he offered to feed her with some nuts and dates but she looked upon them with supreme contempt however as if sensible to his kind intentions she licked his shoes and purred will it be so when she gets hungry thought the frenchman the idea made him tremble he looked at the size of the panther she was three feet high and four feet long without including her tail which was nearly three feet more in length and as round as a great cudgel her head was as big as a lion's and her face was distinguished by a peculiar expression of cunning the cold cruelty of the tiger reigned there but there was likewise something strangely like the countenance of an artful woman in the gaiety and fondness of the present moment she seemed like nero drunk she had her fill of blood and she wished to frolic during the whole day if he attempted to walk away the panther watched him as a dog does his master and never suffered him to be far out of sight he discovered the remains of his horse which had been dragged near the mouth of the cavern and he easily understood why she had respected his slumbers taking courage from the past he began to hope he could get along very comfortably with his new companion he laid himself by her in order to conciliate her good opinion he patted her neck and she began to wag her tail and purr he took hold of her paws felt her ears and rolled her over the grass she suffered him to do all this and when he played with her paws she carefully drew in her claws lest she should hurt him the frenchman again put his hand upon his weapon with a view of plunging it in her throat but he was still 
held by the fear that he should not succeed and that the animal would tear him to pieces in her agony besides he really began to have an unwillingness to kill her in the lonely desert she seemed to him like a friend his admiration of her beauty gentleness graceful activity became mixed with less and less of terror he actually named her mignon in remembrance of a lady whom he had loved in his youth and who was abominably jealous of him by the end of the day he had become so familiar with his dangerous situation that he was almost in love with its exciting perils he had even taught the panther her name she looked up in his face when he called mignon when the sun went down she uttered a deep melancholy cry she is well educated exclaimed the gay soldier she had learned to say her evening prayers he was rejoiced to see the panther stretch herself out in a drowsy attitude that is right my pretty little blonde said he you'd better go to sleep first he trusted to his own activity to escape during her slumber he waited patiently and when she seemed sound asleep he walked vigorously toward the nile but he had not gone a quarter of a league over the sand when he heard the panther bounding after him uttering at intervals a loud sharp cry of a truth said he her friendship is very flattering it must be her first love before she came up the frenchman fell into one of those dangerous traps of loose sand from which it is impossible to extricate oneself the panther seized him by the collar and with incredible strength brought him safe to the other side of the ditch at a single bound my dear mignon exclaimed the soldier caressing her with enthusiasm our friendship is for life and death he retraced his steps now he had a creature that loved him to whom he could talk it seemed as if the desert were peopled having made a signal flag of his shirt he concluded to wait patiently for a human succour it was his intention to have watched during the night but sleep overpowered him when he awoke mignon was gone he ascended the eminence to look for her and soon perceived her at a distance clearing the desert with those long high bounds peculiar to her species she arrived with bloody jaws when receiving his caresses she purred aloud and fixed her eyes upon him with even more fondness than usual the soldier patted her neck and talked to her as he would to a domestic animal ah ah miss you have been eating some of the maugrabin ain't you ashamed never mind they are worse animals than you are but please don't take a fancy to grind up a frenchman if you do you won't have me to love you any more this singular animal was so fond of caresses and play that if her companion sat many minutes without noticing her she would put her paw in his lap to attract attention several days passed thus the panther was always successful in her excursions for food and always returned full of affection and joy she became used to all the inflections of the soldier's voice and understood the expression of his face sometimes he amused his weary hours by counting the spots on her golden fur and observing how beautifully they were shaded she showed no displeasure even when he held her by the tail to count the splendid black and white rings that glittered in the sunshine like precious stones it was a pleasure to look upon the graceful outlines of her form the glossy smoothness of her neck and the majestic carriage of her head but she delighted him most when she was in a frolic her extreme gracefulness and agility as she glided swiftly along jumped bounded and rolled over and over was truly surprising when she was darting up the rocky eminence at her swiftest speed she would stop suddenly and beautifully with head erect as the frenchman called mignon one day a very large bird sailed through the air over their heads in the desert anything that has life is intensely interesting the frenchman quitted the panther to watch the flight of the bird as he slowly and heavily fanned the air in a few minutes the sultana of the desert began to growl she is certainly jealous thought the soldier as he looked at her fierce and glittering eyes they gazed intelligibly at each other and the proud coquette leaped as she felt his hand upon her head her eyes flashed like lightning and she shut them hard the creature must have a soul exclaimed the frenchman this account was given me by the soldier himself while i 
was admiring the docility of the powerful animals in the menagerie of paris i do not know continued the narrator what i had done to displease mignon so much or whether the creature was merely in sport but she turned and snapped her teeth at me and seized hold of my leg she did it without violence but thinking she was about to devour me i plunged my dagger into her neck the poor creature rolled over uttering a cry that froze my heart she made no attempt to revenge my blow but looked mildly upon me in her dying agony i would have given all the world to have recalled her to life it was as if i had murdered a friend some french soldiers who discovered my signal found me some hours afterwards weeping by the side of her dead body ah well said he after a mournful silence i have been in the wars in germany spain prussia and france but i never have seen anything that produced such sensations as the desert oh how beautiful it was what feelings did it excite asked i feelings that are not to be spoken replied the soldier solemnly i do not always regret my cluster of palm-trees and my panther but sometimes their remembrance makes me sad in the desert there is everything and there is nothing what do you mean by that said i i cannot tell said he impatiently after a pause he added god is there without man rabelais tells a story of one philippot piact who being brisk and hale fell dead as he was paying an old debt which perhaps causes many not to pay theirs for fear of a like accident end of section six